Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the Talking Talkie podcast. I'm Sam Dreyf and this morning I'm joined by Tom Bosper. Hello. And Matthew Roberts. Morning. Uh, the goals are on their way to the Football League. We're on our way. We, we won a game. We won a game of football, 2-1 away at uh, Weymouth. We've stopped the uh, away losing rots. Um, me and Matt were both there. Um We'll get straight to you, Matt. What, Matt, what, what do you think? Well, that was the best performance I've seen this season. Granted, I haven't been to every game, but that was the reverse of Barnet away the other week. I thought we, from the first minute we were on it, we didn't let them have a single moment on the ball. Um, they were skittish because obviously they weren't great, Weymouth, but we forced them into mistakes. We were really quick to win the ball back. Um, we wanted to drive forward. There was none of this sideways passing and slow, ponderous play that there was at Barnet. Um, we were quick off the mark and we kept it up for the entirety of the first half, uh, which is great to see. And I thought, okay, well, at half time, you know, the wind is going to be in their favour. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to keep up that intensity for the second half. And to my surprise and pleasure we did we played the exact same way in the second half we were we were pressuring them all over the pitch and in the end our two goals despite being at the other end so you couldn't could quite judge them as well but they were well taken goals and the better side won we much deserved and there were some fantastic performances everybody played their part um, but there were a few players I thought which had to single out for praise, like Dan Martin mentioned before. He, in the last few games, last three or four games, I thought he's done really well. And yesterday, he he was all he was all over them like, on the wing. He he was wanting to get down the wing and put crosses. He wasn't trying to cut inside like we've seen in previous games and slow it down. Some of the crosses weren't great. The wind didn't help him, but. You could see what he was trying to do, and he was giving Moxie options and giving little options. Um, and Weymouth, they were being dragged out wide to get in contact with him, and that was pulling men away from the centre. It was great to see. Um, and uh, Hall as well. That's the best I've seen him play this season. Um, some sometimes he can go slightly unnoticed, but that's the kind of fall that I think I saw last season. Mm. He, he doesn't, it's not like you think, oh, that's something absolutely fantastic he's done, but he was steady and he is the kind of player you want when we do concede an equaliser and you think there's potential for us to start panicking and start to lose confidence, but we didn't. We scored almost immediately afterwards. And he's the kind of player that you want who will rally the lads and will just tell everyone to calm down. And I thought, he was really good at that yesterday. Um, and there were other performances as well, you know, like Armstrong, what an impact he made off the bench. Um, to have that option off the bench, I thought it was brilliant. He um, he gave them all, no end of problems. Um, and Little as well, he was another great game. Um, he, he, was, he was all over the centre of the pitch. Um, and they couldn't handle his passing, which was pretty thin point, I thought. Um, many contenders yeah. in the match. 
but I couldn't pick one, to be honest. It, I completely agree. It was, for me, the most complete performance of the season, and that's including the 5-0 win against uh, Wheelstone. I think because, you know, I've got to say, the, the floor the sc- floor line, the scoreline really, really flattered Weymouth. Um, fine, they scored a goal. From my angle, it looked good. Um, and we said before, Brandon Goodship, sign him up, pay him whatever he wants, because to... Not only has he had a very, very good couple of scoring seasons before, and I think in the right team he'd do very well. I like, you know, I like what he, what, what he plays, but to cup your ears in front of a big, big away crowd, yeah, he's uh, he's been to the Jay Kanji School of shit housing. Um, but no, apart from their goal, they didn't really have anything. I know you can only beat what's in front of you, but the scoreline flattered them because I said it on Twitter, I said it on group chats. Their goalkeeper, that was the, one of the best goalkeeper performances I've seen in in recent years. And that's including when I go and watch Premier League football. Um, some of the saves he made were, without exaggerating, world class. Um, the one when Armstrong was one on one, it's easy to say Armstrong could have done better, but you you can't take anything away from the save. A couple of point blank, like really point blank ones that he put onto the bar, um, and then you know Lapsley right at the end had from about 25, 30 yards out curling effort that hit the kind of where the crossbar meets the post. And, you know, if that goes in, it's arguably goal of the season. But, yeah, 2-1 two, two, really flattered them. Um, it's funny, in the, the first half, they just started so positively. Like you say, it was so direct. And I think the standout player for me at the moment is Dan Martin. Since he's come back from suspension, he's really trying to prove a point, And I think he's doing that. He's not a left-back. He's not an out-and-out left-back. And I don't think he's an out-and-out left winger. He's a left wing-back style player. If he can work on his final delivery, we've got a serious player there because it's just that whole, he's so willing to get forward. He can beat a man. He's quick. Um, but he was direct. Like you say, Little, it was probably one of the best 90 minutes performances I've seen of him in a talkie shirt. Um, and right now, he he's he's our best player with, with it, and I, I without a shadow of a doubt to the point that I said yesterday, even if Connor Evans, I don't know why he was out yesterday, even if he's fully fit, he doesn't start for me on Saturday. Because I don't think I don't think you can play him and Little in the same team and they'd both be very effective. I just don't think it works. Because like you said, Hall and Lapsley that is the best forms we've seen from Hall in ages. And I think it shows just how much we miss him when he doesn't play. We had so much more structure in the team. He he held it together. He was playing some really clever short, just doing the simple stuff, you know, injecting that yeah, bit it's, of... It's, it's stuff which it doesn't grab your attention. And <laughs> yeah, he's, just... He's not playing Hollywood balls, but he just does simple things well. He did yesterday, and he looked fit as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did, 100%. Um, but, you know, and Lapsley... Lapsley had a horror show against Halifax and he's probably the sign that I've been most impressed with, you know, all in. He had an absolute horror show against Halifax and he was a different player today, yesterday, sorry. So I was really pleased that he played well. Um, But with the way that those two play, because they, like like we said, they do the simple stuff so well, they can calm it down. And I think it gives little that whole, almost look, just go anywhere. You know, he's got the, he's got the freedom of the pitch. And when he's in, it, when he's on it, and Little could have scored a hat trick, 
you know, he had some really good efforts and again, good saves. But the fact that he's not afraid to shoot, that's the little that we knew we were going to sign. And I think, yeah, I think everyone who's given him a bit of stick should, should you know, have a big slice of humble pie because I cannot tell you how good he is at the moment. Um, back three looked really solid. Um, and McDonald, he didn't have an awful lot to do, but he just looks, you know, it, when they were having a flurry of kind of corners late on, you, you don't feel worried. Whereas if, I'm not going to revisit it too much, but if you've got someone like Halstead in goal, it makes us feel nervous. He must make defenders feel nervous. Um, I think that back three looked good. You know, Ben Winter looked back to, was playing the way we know he can. You know, because being a fullback, modern fullbacks are kind of more renowned for their attacking and their defending, but you forget that Ben Winter's a very good defender um, and he proves that in a three. Joe Lewis, I forget how young he is. He's so assured and, you know, I'm delighted that he got another goal and even things like he, you know, rallying up the fans to get behind the lads at the end, you know, celebrating with him. He he gets it. Dean Moxie, calm, experienced. One of those players that you, you don't want to be without at the moment. Um, up front, Holman, I thought it was a frustrating one because you can see exactly what he's trying to do and you can tell that once upon a time he would be. If, if Holman was two or three years younger and hadn't had that little break, and was playing with some of these players, he'd be on 15 goals already. And I, I'm not exaggerating there. But something just isn't quite clicking. You know, he's getting yeah, into the right position. I think the game has moved on. The game has moved on. From yeah. He, uh, he was playing full-time football. He yeah. Hun- for years, though. 100%. And don't get me wrong, I'd still keep him to the end of the season. I think, as I said to you earlier, you've got two in the league already. I still think he'd get five or six. And I'd imagine he's, you know, a good player for the younger lads, you know you don't lose your experience and that, you know, if he can help on the training ground. Um, and then Lolos, a little bit like Little, just drives forward, just drives and drives and drives. You know, any other day he scores a couple of goals. Um, but his work rate is fantastic. And because I know that Johnson had a bit of a chat with him, didn't he? Kind of around the Solihull game about, you know, you step it up. And I feel that he's just getting better and better. Um, obviously, Armstrong came on, apparently he was ill in the week. You'd imagine he'll probably start on Saturday, but I think Armstrong and Lolos up front, that, that, that's your team. Um, Byron Moore, I thought he was off it. Yeah, he, 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 he wasn't fit. Yeah, he, he, he's not, I don't think. Um, I, I, you can tell that he, there's a player in there. I think he just needs to get back to his full match fitness. I think once he does, because that wing-back role is kind of the role he played with um, Plymouth very well. Every Plymouth fan I spoke to gave a very, very, very positive reference and review. So, you know, you'd hope that it is purely just a match fitness thing. Um, having said that, when O'Connell came on for him at half-time, I thought O'Connell, who again, I've, I've, I've liked him since he signed, but he's getting better. Another one who's just getting better. He was better. good yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, but like I say, with, with Martin, he's one of those players, once he's got his end product sorted, he's going to be a player. I said the other day, I can't remember if I said it on the podcast, but it takes two years to build a promotion side at Torquay. Um, Buckle's team, that was two years in the making from McFarland. Was Buckle, sorry, Leroy's team, that was in the making from McFarland. Uh, Buckle's conference promotion, two years. Playoff campaign, second season in the league. You know, there's a trend. It always takes a couple of years to build it. And you look at those players, O'Connell, Martin, 
uh, Lapsley, if we can keep him little, uh, Lolos, Lewis, Winter, we've got genuinely the, the makings of a very good team there. And I think, you know, I'm not saying that everything's clicked because we've beaten a struggling Weymouth team, but the, the whole of the game was an extension of the last five or 10 minutes against Halifax, where I tweeted, I'm happy with that because even though we've lost, I've seen a bit of character and I've seen the, the way that we can play and the fact they're still playing for that manager. And they just carried that on into the game on Saturday. So I got a bit of stick on Twitter, but, you know, I was right. Well, I think that's a big thing. Shockingly, I was right. Who'd have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing might be humble. Um, I think that's a massive <laughs> thing, though, because you've got... If like, you go on social media the last few weeks, you see people saying, oh, they're, they're not playing for, for Gary Johnson at the moment, are they? They've, they've uh, thrown the towel in. Gary's lost the dressing room. But if he, even if you go to a game where we lose, you know, like Barnet a few weeks ago, they were trying hard. They just couldn't get it together. But yesterday... The effort that they put in was second to none. They kept it up for 90 minutes. Hmm. And to say that these guys aren't playing for the manager is demonstrably ludicrous. It's just a big cop-out thing that people say. We've got this generation of fans who I think, you know, must have really started going in the conference South season, which is great. That's when fans start going for the first time when you're doing well. But, you yeah, know... I, I, was speaking, I, was speaking to, uh, I was speaking to a bloke in the pub before the game yesterday. And he said, "Oh yeah, we'll, we'll lose this. We'll lose." And uh, he said, "Oh, this is this is one of the worst talkies that I've ever seen." And he must have been in his fifties. So I thought it's not even the worst talkies had that I can remember. And, <laughs> you know, it's not even the worst talkies had. You know, compared to the 2017-18 season when we got relegated, that was so much worse from every single angle. Players coming in every single week, terrible manager, players who couldn't give a toss about the club. Well, I tell you what, that um, was proved yesterday. I I completely get you because Weymouth's captain. I only managed to call him a couple of uh, pretty grim things because I still don't like him. Uh, Josh McCoy. I remember when we had him. Oh, he, was he on the pitch? I couldn't remember. Oh, yeah, he, was, he, he was there. He's their captain, number ten. Um, he is, and I, I will die on this hill. He is my least favourite ever Torquay player because he's we signed him on loan from Luton, I think, and he's you know meant to have played international football for the Northern for Northern Ireland. He's meant to have played, you know, good standard League One football. He came in and he did nothing. He was one of the laziest, most arrogant footballers I've ever seen in my life. And when you see him playing at, at what I can't remember if Weymouth part-time or not, but you see him playing at Weymouth doing absolutely nothing for them. Yeah, don't this is not the worst talk eating when you when we when we have players like that stealing a living off us. So uh yeah, it was nice to see that he was on the losing team, and I hope that he uh, gets relegated with them and never comes back up. I think I think they probably will get relegated because they they were on par with Dover. I thought um, Dover at least tried to get forward a bit, but well, I actually I just thought Dover were better than them. <laughs> yeah, um, they they couldn't really pass the ball. Every second ball was won by us. You know that speaks to our intensity going forward, but they just. They couldn't get the ball. Every every throw-in was towards. Um, every set piece was towards. Um, they couldn't make simple passes. And when they did get in on goal, quite often they they didn't have their shooting boots on. Thankfully for us on a couple of occasions. But 
Um, they were the worst side I've seen this season. And although I'd quite like to go back again next season for an away trip, unlikely based on that performance. Yeah. Um, Tom, I know you weren't there, but any thoughts? No, I think just it was just satisfying us to see us win one of those games where you just keep seeing the tweets come through about a chance, a chance, a chance. And, you know, it's one all. Um, and I think in these last few games, I know you mentioned about the last five or so minutes of Halifax has been quite uninspirational hasn't it just sort of the really stodged results it's just been pretty miserable going really and to see us finally actually go out of side and everything sort of click I know it was only a 2-1 win but by the sounds of it it's a fully deserved 2-1 win finally took some actual chances We've got Armstrong back who's I mean he just sounds so much better from what I've heard about him than the options that we've got um not sure what's happened to Danny Wright. Do we know if he's still he, injured? I thought he was kind of half back, half. I think he's still, I think he's doing his rehab at the moment. When he got injured, and I can't exactly remember the game, um, someone said to me he was out for three months. So I would imagine he's getting there. I believe he's starting to train. But I think it's a case of, there's no point rushing him back. Um, even though I think, you know, I don't want to dig at Holman too much, but the way that Holman's playing, I think Danny Wright coming back would be a massive, massive plus. You know, I don't think he starts for me, but to, even to have him as an option on the bench, he's in that, he's one of those experienced heads that we haven't got enough of. But yeah, hope, hopefully he's not too far off. And um, I think he's meant to be pretty, uh, he's meant to be back in full training. Okay, that's good. From an article I read last night. That's good. Um, and I think as well, talking about experience, obviously having Hall sort of back, but also playing well. I think a lot of people have criticised his performances earlier. Um, and it sounds like yesterday was sort of a testament to the fact that an experienced player like Hall playing at playing on his game makes a huge difference. Like last year, you can just look at the, the spine of the side that did so well. And if we can sort of link together Hall, Armstrong and Lewis and obviously McDonald and Gold, then you've already got a good starting point there. Um, yeah. I'm really excited to see Little play again. Um, the last time I saw him live was the first game of the season. He couldn't complete um, a set piece. And again, he's had a lot of a lot of people um, on his back. Um, but you can't really argue with someone who's your top goal scorer in a situation like this. Um, I think we all know his... Not his limitations, but I think we know how much how good he can be, and sort of get very, very, um, very, very irritated by his um, final ball. And sounds like he was doing getting a bit more back to himself yesterday, a bit more um, moving the ball forwards rather than just just sideways. I know someone on here likened him to uh, Henderson, or having make sure you don't have a Jordan Henderson. I think that's completely right. I think you need someone who's just gonna, especially against a side like Weymouth yesterday. You can't argue the fact that it was. 100% a must win uh, it definitely sounds like we took all the, all the emphasis from the last five minutes against Halifax into that game mm. and I think when you've I think with someone like Little I mean this is sorry same with any, any professional footballer speaking as a, a Sunday league footballer if you complete two two passes in your first two minutes you feel so much more so much better don't you and it sounds like everything just sort of clicks straight from the off and yeah sorry just to reiterate the point I'm just so glad that we actually won a game I've spent so many times scrolling through Twitter and just seeing it just finish I thought a one nil defeat or a one all draw and everyone then afterwards say oh no we were so much better than that it's yeah, nice to actually have the 
the result to back that up. Um, yeah, and, yeah, I I love them. I don't know if you saw Johnson's post-match interview afterwards, um, where he paid tribute to the fans I think three times in four minutes, um, <laughs> which I thought oh, I was just it was just great. Um, and he picked out you know like individual supporters, which is just really nice. Um, and the support yesterday was absolutely fantastic. I thought that was brilliant atmosphere created throughout all ninety minutes. Never shut up for a single moment, which is the polar opposite of Weymouth. They um, never heard, never heard a peep out. Of them. <laughs> um, but I thought, how how good was that? You know, if your you know, McDonald's standing right in front of an away end, which is bouncing throughout the entire game, it must be a bit better than the you know, than the Weymouth keeper who's just got crickets behind him and just <laughs> you know tumbleweed. I'll tell you what's nice at full time with McDonald actually who you know I think we're all just so so glad he's back and I really hope we just he stays for the whole season um I've doubted him in the past but this season he's just proved don't we he's not the full package but he's proved how important he is to this team and how good he is compared to the likes of an experienced well I say experienced an older Mark Halstead because you know and it's little things at the end I feel like he's kind of because I know he left under a little bit of a cloud. He wasn't particularly enjoying his football, you know, wasn't playing as much. But at the end, he went over to kind of high-five a, a toddler, yeah. effectively, and ended up shaking hands with pretty much everyone at the front of the stand. And it was like, actually, I really hope he appre- I, I really hope he realises how much he's appreciated by Torquay fans. And any potential bad blood there was in the past, he's gone. I think we've all just got, you know, I think he's really won over every fan and... Yeah, I'm glad he's back. Um, yeah, he, um, yeah, he, he, he came over to the, um, the front of the stand. He said, smile on his face and was just you know, fist bumping all of us. And just everybody was saying, oh, great job, Sean. Fantastic work and all that. Must make a difference, I think, surely. Yeah, 100%. You know, if you know that, well, like I said, you know, he said he left because he wasn't really enjoying his football when he's going to enjoy football again. He looks like someone who's enjoying playing. You know, yeah. games like that. It, it reminded me a bit of Weston. You know, where he, uh... well, because a Ben almost ended up on pitch. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, shame it didn't. Um. It almost, it almost did, it almost did. Um, stewards had to, uh, they had to drag it onto the pitch at the end to make sure that people couldn't, uh, we couldn't do it themselves. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, like you say, shout out to the, all the fans. Um, didn't stop singing. I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen an official number, but the cl- the attendance all all together was about fifteen hundred. I I'll be shocked if we had any less than four hundred. I think it's four or five hundred. So yeah, great, great effort for everyone who's made who made it out there in in December, a month where people have got to spend a lot of money. So yeah, great. Work. And it was bloody freezing as well. I wore a hat, so I was actually quite warm, and I had a very nice beefy bovril at half time, which hits different. Um, so, go from one extreme, well, one end of the table to the other. Um, we're playing quite an informed Stockport on Saturday. Um, now, very informed. Yeah, since they've had the change of manager, since our Old mate, Mr. Challoner, is coming. I don't like saying his name because, uh, well, 
you know, Hartlepool can fuck off, to be perfectly honest, but um, <laughs> pardon. Um, but no, an informed Stockport comes to Torquay on Saturday. Um, they're, I say informed, you know, they're, they're still not in the playoffs, still ninth. They've got game in hang, said their FA Cup, I can't remember who they're playing. Um, Rotherham. Can, is it Rotherham? Uh, oh, yeah, they, no, uh, they, they, yeah, they played Rotherham on Friday night and they lost. Uh, not that informed, are you? Um, <laughs> um, no, but that you know that since since Channon has come in, they've they've looked an awful lot better. You know, they're when did he come in? It was the was it the Bolton game? Was that his first game? Um, maybe the week before, but you know they're unbeaten since since the start of November. Um, I, I think they drew in the FA Cup couple of draw, uh, drawing the league and then they've won three league games on the bounce so they, they are in form and they're scoring you know they've won five nil and four one in their last couple of league games um they've got a ridiculous side you know they've got is it Quigley who was at Barrow they've got um Paddy Madden. Paddy Madden uh Gary Johnson's old good mate so I'm sure he'll get he'll do a number on him on Saturday I reckon um They've got that little winger who used to play for us. Um, He's injured at the moment, though, isn't he, luckily? Who luckily is out injured. I don't say that because I want him to be injured. I do wish you all the best, Ben, Um, because I know you listen. Um, But luckily, because you know know full well he'd score against us if he was playing. Um, But I'm not dreading it. I'm quietly confident. We seem to do well against the so-called bigger sides, you know, Chesterfield got that very late draw. Um, Notts County would out, yeah, outplayed Notts County really. Um, any other day we win that. Uh, like you say, Wrexham late equaliser. I'm not saying we're beating all these teams, but we're not getting beaten by them. You know, if if we go in Saturday and get a draw, I don't think anyone's going to complain. Um, what would would you change anything? The only thing I would change since Armstrong started to bomb. But at the same time, when he came on, that made such an impact. Uh, Weymouth couldn't handle it. Um, but at the same time, I, I I don't think you can afford to start with Holman a lot up front because I don't think there's enough threat there. Um, Armstrong, he, he scored, he needs to start. Um, I agree with you. It's a tricky one. I would because I like the impact he made, I completely agree. I would start Armstrong on the bench if we had a match fit Danny Wright start who would yeah. rough rough up their back line, you know, 60 minutes, bring Armstrong on. You, that's not something you want to face. But with Holman, and that's not because Armstrong doesn't deserve a start. That's purely tactical. You know, you look at May United starting Fernandez and... Ronaldo on the bench, both come on and change games. So, you know, there's certainly logic behind it. But I think with the, the, the players available, Armstrong has to start. The only other thing I'd do is if he's not, if he's not 100% fit, because he didn't look it on Saturday, I wouldn't risk Byron Moore. I'd play uh, Keenan O'Connor, either Keenan O'Connell at wing back, or if Perrett's back, put him in for more and then put Winter at wing back. But the one thing I wouldn't change it, like I say, even if he's fully fit, I wouldn't be put starting Evans. I'd be put if he's fit, I'll start him on the bench because 
he's he gets lost out wide. And at the moment, Little is double the player he is. And I, I love Evans, and I feel a bit dirty saying that. But I think if you start him, it's at the detriment of both him and Little. Neither of them will play as well. So I'd, yeah, I'd start you, Evans you, on the bench. You, you it's need, a brave shout, you, but... I, th- I think I think you need O'Connell and Martin on the wings. Um, yeah. Uh, wide, at least, anyway. Because they're natural they're wide players. Breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're, they're, O'Connell isn't a winger. You say neither is Martin, but um, when O'Connell came on <clears throat> against Weymouth, he was a breath of fresh air compared to Moore, who obviously, as you say, clearly wasn't fit. Um, and both Luke Willing and were able to drive forward and get balls in the box. And that's what you want, really, from a wide player. So I would have no problem with them starting. So, yeah, those two starting, uh, put more on the bench. He can come on for, I don't know, the last half hour or so, if needs be. Um, but what was, wouldn't. Sorry. What was what was wrong with um? Anybody here? What, what was wrong with Perrot or why he didn't? Why you in the squad the other day? By the way, um, I, I'm assuming it was injury. Yeah, I'm not sure. He came off against Barnet, didn't he? And he didn't look quite right against Halifax. Why? Well, I wonder if it was a case of like actually give him give him a bit of a rest. But yeah, I'm not not 100 sure. We're still United. We <laughs> seem to be cursed over the last well. We've always been kind of cursed with injuries, haven't we? Even more for this year. All I was going to say was I definitely would not shove Evans just out wide. He's gets completely lost out there, doesn't he? Um, and also, who who whoever can say that he deserves to start ahead of Little in his preferred position? I think he's a head checking by the sounds of it at the moment, um, which is very strange considering how good and crucial Evans was last year. He just hasn't quite been with it this year yet, has he? Um, I'm hoping he can find that form that he had last year. No, I completely agree. He's not been at the... I think... I don't seem like I'm digging out uh, Evans because it's more because we know how good he is and the high... He sets himself such high standards. But it's one of those that actually you have to play your most informed players. And Armani Little is... He's our player of the season so far. Without a doubt, I think if anyone questions that, I think, like I say, need a head check. But I'd, I'd say probably, of the players I've seen recently, he's one of the more informed midfielders in the league that I've seen in the games recently. He just, he looks to be getting very confident. And I wonder if that kind of, the couple of goals he scored against the goal yeah goals scored against Dover when he got the booze I wonder if that's kind of given him that little bit more fire um but also to be fair he's not really been injured this season I think we've all said if you can keep him fit you've got one hell of a player I remember last season I heard through the grapevine that they kind of said if we can have 20 games out of Armani Little you know that could get us the title you know nearly did um, but yeah, he, it's, it's more saying I wouldn't start Evans is more of a credit to little than it is a discredit to Evans. Yeah. If you don't change a winning formula. Do you? No, exactly. Exactly. I, I usually say don't change a winning team, but Byron was poor. So, you know, <laughs> don't, yeah, you don't change a winning formula in the center of the field. 
No, exactly. How uh, long um, do you think till Barrymore's proper match fit? Seems like he's had a few appearances now, hasn't quite. I don't know. We keep saying, keep saying he hasn't quite got going about so, so many players at the moment. Nothing's clicking for everyone, I guess. But certainly for Byron Moore, he felt like he came in as a sort of replacement for um, Adai, didn't he? Um, and he seemed like this really experienced winger that was going to sort of fit into the puzzle perfectly. Um, I guess he's still off it in terms of match fitness. Did he? Was that the case yesterday? Do you think in that first, however long he played, the first fifty minutes or so? I think it could be. Yeah, I think it could just be that. You know, when we signed him, he you know got released from Plymouth, I think, at the end of last season. Um, and he admitted, admitted he's kept really fit, but he hasn't kicked a ball. Mm. You know, he's not been training properly. So, and yeah, you never lose it. But if you're not, you know, and this is one of the things where you think it would really help if Torquay had a bit more, maybe investment into a kind of a reserve or an under 20, a decent under 21 side where they're playing regular fixtures and the likes of Byron Moore and then, and Danny Wright and even Asa Hall before he came back, you can give them 45 minutes in those kind of games playing against other reserves or academy teams and you get that match fitness, but we've never really had that. It does surprise me. Maybe that'll come with once the youth thing keeps growing, but, you know, at the moment, our, our oldest youth side, I think it's like under 18s. And, you know, you could do it. And it's, you know, without getting too sidetracked, players like uh, Gabby Rogers, because I don't know what where he's gone, because I think there's a talent in Gabby Rogers, but he's clearly just not ready for it. Just he, he's clearly not quite ready. We saw in pre-season that he's clearly got talent. And in the games this season, he's looked good at times, but he's one of those who probably needs... A run of games and then but it's what do you do do you loan him to Tiverton play kind of Mickey Mouse football like Olaf is yeah Olaf scoring lots of goals but I don't think it's really going to help him in the long run personally yeah, that's why I'd like to see players like Olaf and others as well try and mix it in the conference zone because that's I think that's quite a step up yeah the Premier League um, go to the likes of Bath City and sides which are perhaps in need of a bit of help in that league. Bath certainly need a bit of help. Um, and see, see if they can hack it at a level above. Yeah, 100%. Really get to see. I couldn't agree more. You know, you look at the, like you say, you look at the Conference South, near, near, near to us, you've got, you know, your Chippenhams, like you say, Bath Cities, teams like that, who, or even, you know, a bit further up the road, Lee Mansell's Gloucester. They need a bit of help. Send send a couple of them out. That'll be funny. One player that I'd look at getting ju- ju- purely for match fitness as, as a one month loan. He's still training with Torquay, you know. But as a one month loan, I'd be looking to send Jake Andrews to one of those teams just to get him a bit of match fitness again. Because when he plays and he's fit, he's very good, and you wouldn't want to be without him. But he's clearly still suffering from whatever he had over the summer or over the sort of late summer of it. So I'd be, um, you know, give him four weeks of regular football and at the league below, get his confidence up. Perfect. So, yeah. So he, was, probably... he was on the bench yesterday, wasn't he, Andrews? Yeah. What did he, did he get a good reception when he came to warm up or anything? Or did you see him, did he just look, still look exactly the same as he's always looked? Or He had a, he had a beanie and a face, like when I was oh, yes, you, 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 I think you, yeah. can, you can only make him out from his big room. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, no, it's what I mean. Everyone likes Jake Andrews. Everyone wants to play, and I know that. I know for a fact that the management team are big fans of his, but I think he's just not a hundred percent yet, um, or, or or whatever. So, yeah, give him a month's loan, and he might come back a different player. And if he doesn't, he's not ready. He's always not good enough. So. Well, we get think a bit it's a stop, stop put then. Sorry, we think just say we did get a bit sidetracked. They didn't <laughs> no, I think um, the one thing I'm just I think everyone's been calling out for this season is a bit of consistency. Um, it feels like we sort of take one step forward, two steps back. Um, a good win against Weymouth, followed up with I'd say a point against Stockport, certainly something to build on going into the busy festive period. Um, but then again, we're, we're talky, so I can fully see us losing at Stockport and losing again after that and then sort of pulling it together for a couple more games but I think there's been a few times this season where we sort of thought this is our this is the time now we've got a good win let's go and again this is one of those points and hopefully I guess the manner in which we won against Weymouth um, and again the last whether it was only five minutes at Halifax it still takes that into the next game we can go into Stockport like that um It'd be good, good to carry it on, won't it? I think we'll have to see what the players are like in front of the in front of the home crowd as well. Yeah, also, certainly a lot better away from home. I think can't be at the moment. Well, it's funny. The, it feels like we play better away from home, but we don't get any results away from home. Mm. But I mean, the thing is, we've had it before, like you say, where you think is this a turning point. But I think the difference is we've had games where we've won but not played that well, like Dover. Yeah, exactly. We've won it without playing well. But Saturday, I think the last 10 minutes against Halifax and Saturday, we played some really, really good football. It was on the ground, like you said, like Matt said, direct forward passing. I I don't care who, how rich or whatever Stockport are, I wouldn't want to be playing us. If, you, if, you, if, if, if one of their fans saw how we played yesterday, I don't think you'd want to play us at the moment because actually that it seems that the whole attitude of the squad looked different yesterday. And that's, you know, even if we don't beat Stockport, if we can just keep playing that way, the results will start to gather cons- some consistency, I think. If we do win, we're uh, only six points behind them as well. So that's a... Uh, yeah, not bad. Said... <laughs> not bad for a, t- for a team that don't play for the manager, eh? <laughs> but don't happy clap too much because, you know, people don't like that. Um, Absolutely not. Cool. As, uh, unless anyone's got anything else. Nope. Not for me, no. Perfect. We, uh, yeah, didn't want to keep this one too long. So we've got quite a bit coming up on the podcast soon. Um, I'm not going to tell you what, because that would ruin the surprise. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, keep your eyes peeled for a couple of really exciting things going on. Um, thanks for listening. I've been Sam. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, thanks very much. Let's all get on with our cleaning and shopping on Sundays. (laughs) Cheers.